Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Mindful Teacher Podcast. Today's topic for Mindful Monday is around self-care. Now, don't go switching me off just yet. I know that people hear about this all the time, and there's so much out there culturally that talks about self-care and what it should be and what it should look like and how you should do it and how you should feel when you're doing it. But I promise you I'm going to talk about things that will hopefully help you cultivate exactly what the idea of self-care means to you and to you alone. This is not about self-care Sunday or self-care selfies or anything along those lines. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's about how you, you yourself, shift your mindset to engage in your own definition of self-care and then prioritize accordingly. Being an education professional is physically and emotionally demanding. I know I don't have to tell you this. We live it and breathe it every day of our lives. And being in that state can definitely lead us into depletion, physically, psychologically, and physiologically. So just for a moment, I want you to stop, take a big, deep breath, and now two more just like that. Consider for a moment, how do you tend to your heart and your soul? How do you nourish yourself emotionally, physically, and spiritually? I hope you'll give yourself the gift of time today to consider those questions and perhaps journal about them and truly consider what fills you up. For so many of us, self-care can be challenging and oftentimes confused with selfishness. Our culture long, long, long has suggested that when we take time out for ourselves, that we're being selfish, that we should always be in motion and service to others. When in fact, the true definition of selfish really centers around a lack of care or concern for others and being only singularly concerned with yourself and the outcome for your own personal pleasure. Self-care, on the other hand, is caring and nurturing myself so that I may offer my best self to others. Burning at both ends of the candle does nothing for me and likely has negative outcomes, especially on those closest to me and or as how I show up in my job. You know, being a behavior coach, I feel like I always have to be in the right space of body, mind, and soul when working with adults or working with children who are exhibiting challenging behaviors. And and so it's an important thing for me to do to constantly be evaluating the self-care that I provide myself so that when I am in these regular episodes or experiences of challenging behavior with children, that I can tap into all of my tools. There's a great deal of research that indicates that how well we take care of ourselves emotionally and physically has a direct impact on our attitudes and our efficacy, both personally and professionally. I spent a great deal of time last year doing research on the emotional regulation of teachers and how we could help cultivate those skills in adults who rarely were given the opportunity to learn any of these things before they stepped into a classroom of 30, 30 children with different sets of social, emotional, and academic needs on a moment-by-moment basis. 
I'm honestly wondering if anybody out there listening has had any direct instruction on how to manage their, their emotions when they come to the surface, both personally and professionally. I know that before I really dove into mindfulness many, many years ago and formal meditation and yoga, that I'd never really had anybody teach me how to pay attention or how to recognize my emotions, how to feel them and how to let them go in a healthy and productive way. And you know you'll always hear me talk about mindfulness and how it's a tool to help us create self-awareness around our emotions. And then once we've gathered that self-awareness and cultivated it, we use it as a mechanism to regulate ourselves. And consequently, when we are in self-regulation, those around us are much more likely to fall into self-regulation as well. Now, I'm not suggesting that you should stuff your feelings or that certain feelings that we have are good or bad. And I really think that labeling emotions as good and bad has um, culturally served us really inappropriately. They're just feelings. Feelings are not facts. They are what they are. They come and they go. But the harder we try to stuff them down, the deeper they go and the harder it is to come back from that. So self-care for me is really learning how to feel all my feelings, acknowledge them, and allowing them the space to move through me. I, I think about how many emotions I have throughout the course of a school day, dealing with any given variety of situations, crisis management, and being able to allow myself to feel angry or to feel frustrated or to feel extremely sad and know that that's what it is, but not get attached to it has been the greatest gift that mindfulness has ever given me. Did you know that crying can actually be self-care? Allowing someone to serve us or give to us is self-care. Paying your bills, checking your mail, Cleaning out that one drawer that seems to collect every odd item in your house is self-care. For me, limiting time on social media and access to news is self-care. Putting your device down for an hour a day, 15 minutes a day, 5 minutes a day can be an act of self-care. And self-care can also be yoga or walking, biking, hiking, reading, eating, sleeping, napping, journaling, coloring. There is no set way for anyone to care for themselves. This is a deeply personal consideration. Really taking that time to contemplate what nurtures me, what fills my soul, what re-energizes me. Perhaps you like to spend time quietly and that's how you re-energize yourself or a nap in the afternoon or a walk outside with no distractions. Whatever you do, however it serves you, is what self-care truly is. I love that self-care is unique to me and that I don't have to fit some societal prescription of I must do yoga for 15, day, 15 days and 15 minutes every single day and check off the calendar, and then I need to make sure that I walk, and then I need to make sure that I drink 85 ounces of water. I mean, not that any of those things are bad, but, but making it something to do is what makes it not self-care, if that makes any sense to you at all. 
the beauty in all of this is that you get to decide and you get to do it every day because self-care for me today might look very different than self-care for me tomorrow. I might need to spend quite a bit of time in quiet tomorrow or I might need to have one less cup of coffee tomorrow than I do today. Those things are self-care too. And here's another really important thing. It is not selfish to say no when you have nothing left to give. I was taught many years ago by a much wiser and older friend that no is a complete sentence. I mean, wow, seriously? Well, okay then. I'd never heard that. I'd never done that. And it was absolutely brilliant to me. No to one more committee. No to one more book study. No to one more social engagement. No to saying yes when what you really need and mean is no. That is also self-care. And I think one of the things that's been hard as I've worked to cultivate a system, if you will, of self-care for myself is that to others who are maybe not sharing the same space or or in the same understanding of what self-care means for them might look selfish to them. Especially if you're a person who has always focused on putting everybody else first and yourself last. In the beginning, the pull of that will be very challenging. And I would just encourage you to try to pull the tension between the opposites there of what is selfish and what is self-care and just finding the dance in that middle ground. Caring for yourself individually in whatever ways suit you is also how we care for each other collectively. We truly have the gift of time right now, a time of introspection, a time of reflection, to sit back, consider, get curious and wonder about what is it that really feeds me, what feeds my soul, what nourishes me, what lifts me up, without having all these extra distractions. And we are so much more to be likely, excuse me, to be present for ourselves rather than others because of the nourishment we offer ourselves. And so when I'm nourishing myself, I'm much more likely to be able to listen to my friend who calls and is really struggling and needs a suggestion. So if you will, let's just take a few moments here and get yourself into a comfortable position. You can be sitting up nice and straight with your spine long but not rigid. You could be sitting in a chair on the floor with your legs crossed on a yoga mat. You could be lying down. Find whatever feels good to you. Let's take a few moments and connect with our breath. And let's use this breathing exercise together. It's called four, four, four. It will help us not only to focus, but to ground ourselves. And this is something that's available to you anytime, anywhere, any place, under any circumstances. So we're gonna inhale, counting to four. We're gonna hold for four, and then we're going to exhale for four. 
So let's do this together now for four rounds. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. And exhale, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Now gently allow your body to go back to breathing on its own. Remembering that this gift of deep breathing allows your parasympathetic nervous system to rest, relax, and reset. This breathing technique is available to you, as I said earlier, any day, any time, any moment, any place, to bring yourself back to a state of ease and equilibrium. Now, if you will, bring your attention to your heart center or anahata, the place right in the center of your chest. Not off to the left where your heart sits, but right in the center of your chest. And if you will, place your right and your left hand over that heart center. This is where the energy of your love, compassion, and beauty of life live. And as you focus your attention on your heart center, begin to see yourself in your mind's eye. See yourself as a vibrant, healthy being and feel a gentle smile wash over your face. Notice the feelings that come over you. Maybe they're warm and gentle and kind, compassionate. Maybe they're fearful or anxious. Whatever they are is perfectly fine. And if you're not accessing any specific feelings right now, that's okay too. The point is to hold yourself in this moment of care and compassion, knowing that you have everything inside of you to do what is best and right for yourself. Just breathe into that space. If you'd like, repeat after me. May I awaken the self-compassion inside of me. 
May I find that which nourishes my body, mind, and spirit. May I live with intention. May I be at peace. Namaste, and thank you for joining me today.